The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back, my friends, as we take another day out of our week and just a few minutes out of that day uh, to be in God's Word. I'm glad you're with us today and hope you're doing well and hope you're having a great week. And if you're following along with us, we are still in the book of 2 Peter. Uh, We're in 2 Peter chapter 1. We finished yesterday referencing this last bit of things to be added to the faith and then a reminder that when we're not growing, it's easy for us to struggle with this idea of assurance of salvation. Well, again, we're talking about Peter as he's teaching in this passage and he's referencing the importance of the a strong foundation in our spiritual walk and so he's going to pick up in the, in the section we're going to look at today he's going to pick up and add a little bit more, a little bit more of an admonition to that same thought and, and continuing on from what we looked at yesterday so if you're following along with us we're going to begin reading in verse number 10 the bible says wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. So let's go back to the first two verses we looked at and just give an idea of what he's saying there. So as he ends up talking, he says in verse 9, these that though that lack of these things is blind cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was once purged from his old sin. If you're not growing, you will struggle in your walk, in anemic nature. You will wonder if you ever truly saved. All those things will become uh, unfortunately part of your Christian journey. A lot of anemic. You wonder if God's still there. You struggle with answered prayer. There's a lot of list of things. If you're not growing, you're you're not growing, and so you will get stronger, or you will not get stronger, you will get weaker. Then he says in verse 10, so he challenges more, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, ye shall never fall. So what is he saying by giving diligence to make your calling and election sure? Some would run, wrongfully, would run to this passage and state that what's being stated here is that you need to do a little more work to keep your salvation. You need to really do good work to get salvation, to keep your salvation. That's not at all what this is referencing. Um, we mentioned another passage similar to this in, uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, the passage references this idea. He says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it's the same premise here. You are to, and we talked about this, these things we add to our faith, these aren't God forcing them on them. He puts them in our life. We need to develop them. He puts everything we need in our life to grow. He puts everything we need in our life to be fulfilled, uh, to have abundance in Christ. We need to develop those things. He will not force them on us. He gives us the gift. We must develop that gift. That's what he's talking about here. You've been given the salvation. You've been given the selection. You've been given uh, all you need to grow and to flourish and to have a, a strong relationship with God, a foundation. But you need to develop those gifts. You need to strengthen them. You need to be growing in the Word of God. And what is it? Adding to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and knowledge temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness and charity. You need to be adding those things. And that's what he's saying. Continue to add and develop these things. So give diligence to it. I would would take a moment and reference this idea of giving diligence to it because it's an important phrase. He is saying that this is not something that will just naturally happen. Once you get saved, God works. He gives it to you in your life, but you need to develop these things. You need to be working. You need to give diligence to it in the Word of God, in prayer, in church, being, when you can, being actively engaged. 
These are the things that help us develop those things. If you become like some Christians where you, you kind of watch from the sideline and it's okay, but you're watching all this from the sideline, you're going to battle with this. You're going to battle with inconsistencies because you're not giving diligence. You're not um, doing these things. Then he says what happens in verse 11. If we do these things, we shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that salvation will bring us into eternal, into this kingdom. And we also see a great reward, great blessings. When we get to heaven, the judgment seat of Christ, uh, you're going to either hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and see the rewards given to us, which we will then place back at his feet. Or you will sit there empty-handed and you will hear nothing. Um, that is the question. I know a lot of people think, ah, it's not a big deal. I think we can joke about that now because we, we live in an American Christianity and a bit of a watered-down version of that. But I think none of us in reality would state that it's no big deal that if I go to heaven and stand before Almighty God who gave me salvation and gave me all these gifts, and I just say, yeah, I just didn't really have time for this. I just don't think we really think that's okay. We want to convince ourselves this, but it's not true. It's a bit of a frightening scenario. So he convinces us, man, the great blessing is there for us, is ahead of us if we're willing to look for it. But I I want to go to the next couple verses and reference some things that I think are intriguing. You get a little bit of the understanding of Peter's mindset, but you also get an understanding of Peter's condition. Let's go to verse 12. Wherefore, he says, I will not be negligent to put you in remem- always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Peter is the preacher, as this kind of head apostle, as the leader of this group, he goes, I will not be negligent to remind you. He goes, it is my job to constantly remind the church, my job to constantly encourage and push us to add to our faith, to push these things, to make these things part of our life. It is something that we should be doing. He goes, so I will not be negligent in doing it. My job is to remind you. Maybe you get frustrated. Maybe you get annoyed. Maybe you say, I don't want anything to do with it. But my job, and he's right, it's, it's my job as well. While I'm not an apostle, I am a pastor. And so it's it's my job to constantly stand behind the pulpit and constantly remind myself and us of what God's Word says, that we need to be stronger, we need to be growing, we need to be giving diligence, we need to take this seriously. If it, my job is to help the church to, to grow and to be able to be as fruitful as possible. And the only way I do that is to constantly, graciously, but firmly teach the Word of God. And we will constantly do that. And all I can do is teach it. It's up to the listeners. It's, all I can do is read it and study. It's up to, but for me, I need to apply it. Same thing in church. I, we, we can hear the truth, but we must be willing to do something with that truth. But then he goes on in verse 13, Yea, I think it meet. As long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by the putting you in remembrance. And she goes, as long as I'm in, in the flesh, as long as I am still alive, I will constantly remind you, constantly put in front of you the need for strengthening your walk, the need for establishing. I will constantly put it out in front of you. In verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. He says, it's not that long before I'm going to die he knew that. He said, God told me this way back when he, when the feeding of the sheep, he mentioned several, or not the feeding, the, um, when he, when they, um, he, the whole question is they were giving him breakfast and the, and the fish and, you know, P, Jesus asked Peter, lovest thou me more than these? And he mentioned one of these that one day you will die. You will give your life for me. And he knew that coming. And so now he's at the point, he's at the point in his life where he is aware the next step for him in his life at this time is going to be his martyrdom. 
for the cause of Christ, which he is ready for. And he's ready to do uh, because of his love for the kingdom, love for Jesus, and love for all that comes in. He goes, but until God takes me home, and he only states this. He goes, listen, I'm going, it's fine. But until I do, I'm going to stay passionate. We can learn an awful lot from someone like that who says, until God takes me I will remain faithful. It's so easy today to say, well, I've done my part for God. Let me go live my life. Peter said, until God takes me home, I will continue to work. Then he says in verse 15, moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. He goes, I hope that when we get to the end of all of this, when my life is over, you will remember the things that I've challenged. I hope that I challenge you, that my challenge is strong enough and gracious enough and loving enough that when I'm gone, you will remember the need for this strengthening. He's really pushing. Here's what Peter, I think, kind of comes to. He says, listen, I've given my life to this. I love this, but I'm leaving now. And a lot of people do. They, they find their strength in another person, in a leader. And it's okay. Paul says, follow me as I follow you. In some areas of our life, it is important. It's good to have other people around that encourage us and guide us and lead us. That's an important aspect. Having said that, it's important, though, that as we follow them, that we don't, our Christian life is not them. You know, our foundation in God is not a pastor. Our foundation in God is not another church member. Because what happens is if that person, you know, maybe fails or leaves or does something we don't like, our entire Christian life crumbles if, if that's our foundation. So Peter's saying, don't make my, your foundation me. Make it God. And as I come to the end of my life, is there anything he said I can push? Keep your foundation in God. Get it in God. And I would challenge. I would agree with Peter on that. What America needs is Christians that have made a personal goal and a personal diligence, as he said, to make these things grow in their life and to see themselves grow and develop fruit. And that is one of the greatest blessings any pastor can see, a church that is growing in these things. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this Tuesday morning and giving me the opportunity to be a part of your day. I hope it's a help. I hope it is an encouragement. Definitely it's a challenge to us as we evaluate the Word of God to continue to grow. And by being here, you are taking one of those great steps. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.